Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am so excited that you are here with me, whether this is your first time or your hundredth time. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. And if you have, in fact, been listening for a while and find this podcast valuable and you have not yet left a review, I would love to invite you to do so. So let me know what you're thinking of the podcast by leaving a review in the comments below. So thank you in advance for those of you who will just plop on over, click those extra buttons on your app and leave a review. So (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, I've just asked you to leave a review and I'm about to have an episode of this podcast that is a little bit of tough love. Ah! (laughs) So they're not connected at all. Um, But yeah, leave that review before we have this conversation where I give you a little bit of tough love. Anyways, um, so let me just give you the preface for this, right? I personally have been in a state of pretty intense growth this year, really since I would say the end of March, April, I have been just working through a lot of things at a level that I haven't worked through before. And so on the one hand, right, as a coach, I can present growth as like, we want the growth, we're here for the growth. And also the growth feels awful, right? So I want you to know that I am experiencing both like the beauty and the misery that is part of transforming, elevating yourself, expanding yourself, stepping into a new, you know, like level of your life, of your being. And so this conversation that I want to have with you today about what are you committed to is one that I've asked myself many times. But most recently, I really had like within myself an internal draw a line in the sand kind of moment. And I remember one of the last times that happened for me, and it was around the topic of just no longer allowing myself to speak 
and think negatively of myself. And so I've done that work. I continue to do that work because it is literally your life to do that work. And now I'm just at another level of stepping into not only not talking to myself negatively, but actually deciding and consciously choosing to expect the best to happen to me. I don't usually expect that. And some of you listening may be surprised, um, especially if you know my story and you look at some of the things I've accomplished. It's like, how could she not expect the best? She's created some amazing things in her life. But honestly, a lot of that is in spite of not expecting the best for me, right? I expect the best for other people. I am the biggest cheerleader. I will tell you all day how amazing and incredible and capable you are. And then for myself, there has just in the past been this barrier of believing that for myself. So all of that to say that what I'm going to be sharing with you is really born out of an internal conversation I have had with myself. And the area that I'm growing in is not necessarily directly related to marriage, but I've, as I've thought about it and wanted to have this conversation with you, I've tied it to marriage. So I'm going to present it with the lens of marriage, but I also just want to offer you that you can come back and listen to this episode and do it with any area of your life where you are wanting to grow, to up-level, to sort of like step into a higher, better dimension and experience. So it really works for everything. I want to start us out with just having a conversation about commitment, right? So the title of this is, what are you committed to? Let's talk about what we're even defining as commitment. And One of the things I think is important to say at the outset is that being committed to something does not mean that you have to do it perfectly. It just means that you keep getting back up when you fall down and that you get back up as quickly as possible. And some of the definitions that you can find online, right, define commitment as being dedicated to something. And then I found this this synonym that really stuck with me, which is steadfastness. Try to say that three times real fast because it's not easy. Steadfastness. So what I want to offer you is that being committed to something requires some inputs in order for the commitment train to run, right? So one is that it requires self-awareness. You have to be aware of your thoughts, of your emotions, of your motivations, of your patterns and your habits. So self-awareness is a really important key. Another really important key is being willing to be on to yourself. Meaning you don't let yourself off the hook, right? It's sort of like you can get over and present something in a certain way to someone else. But when you lay your head down at night and you are just with yourself and your thoughts, it's being willing to tell yourself the truth about yourself, right? It's uncovering those internal dark um 
and I don't mean dark in a really negative way, but like those internal deep-seated motivations that on the surface you might pretend don't exist. And I know for me, whenever I am just willing to be onto myself and to see like, Siobhan, this is just you not operating in your power, then I see the light. Literally, I'm like, oh, there you go again, right? Like, yes, it would be easy to like give yourself a pass. And yes, it would be easy to just do the thing that you always do. But that's not what we're about right now. That's not what's happening. That's not the road that we have turned on. And so let's keep it moving in the direction that we want to go. Being um, being committed to something also requires that you have a willingness to change. And I think what often makes a willingness to change so much easier is an intense focus on where you want to be versus where you are now. You've just got to keep your eye on the prize. There's so many, it's so funny being a coach now, there's so many cliches we've all grown up with that didn't mean anything until you start actually trying to accomplish something in your life, right? Where there's a will, there's a way. I remember thinking like, oh, that's so silly. But like, no, it's actually a thousand percent true. When you have the will, the desire, the drive, you will find a way. Like nothing will stop you. And I want you to just take a moment right now to pause and think about what is something in your life where that phrase, where there is a will, there is a way, was a thousand percent true for you. Like where in your life, what experiences are you having now? What results are you experiencing now that are only a result of you finding a way? When there was every reason not to, every reason to just sit down and stay where you were, you moved forward. And I think it's important that you be able to call that to your awareness now because it's a reminder of who you really are at your core. And I think sometimes in marriage, we forget how strong we are. We forget how capable we are. We forget how just like resilient we are and I want you to know that about yourself. I want you to remember that because marriage, just like anything in life, is going to bring you lots of challenging experiences. And when you forget that you are strong, when you forget that you will figure it out, that you can get through it, then it can really cripple you, right? Like, Today, I had the Marriage Coach Monday call. And, you know, in some of the callers, I could just tell how sort of like stuck they were just feeling in situations. And I believe in them because I know what's possible. But sometimes we need to be reminded of that. Sometimes we need to Go find something in our lives that reminds us of just how much we can get through anything. 
that life brings us. And I know this time of year is for some people really, really hard. And I just want to remind you, like, you will figure it out. You will get through this. All will be well. Let's just start there. Now, with that, (laughs) with that love and affirmation of what I believe about you, let's get into this question of what are you committed to, right? So your commitments are really just a reflection of what you choose to focus on. And it is a choice. And I think the moment that something is in your awareness, the moment you can name it, the moment you can write it, the moment you can describe it as what's happening for you to someone else, that is where you have the opportunity to create a totally new reality for yourself. So I wanted to share some of the things that I often find as sort of like the fork in the road that can help people achieve what it is they want for themselves or can keep them stuck, right? So it's like the fork in the road. And I'm going to share with you several distinctions of really like you being able to more clearly see what you are actually committed to. Okay. So with each of these, I want you to just like, if we were in the room, you just like raise your hand to like, which one, when you're really honest with yourself, you find that you are more committed to. So it's a really like, this is a game of like, which one am I more committed to for each of these categories? Okay. So the first one is rehashing the past versus moving forward productively. Which one are you more committed to right now? Do you find yourself in interactions with your spouse in the goings on of your regular day? Do you find yourself spending more time focused on rehashing the past and what didn't go well, what wasn't done, what didn't happen that should have happened? Or are you able to like acknowledge that and then quickly move forward in a productive way. It's just for you to be honest with yourself. And if you don't like your answer, you just want to get curious to like why you might be landing on the side of rehashing the past, right? So that's the less desirable place to stay if you want to make progress. So just be curious about why, what is unresolved, what wound is still open for you, what, you know, situation hasn't really been closed up the way that maybe you need it to be closed up, right? So just be curious. There's no shame. We just want to know. And once you can answer this question, I want you to just remember that answering it and having the awareness means you now have a choice. You can just decide, okay, yeah, up until this point, I was really committed to rehashing the past, given what I talk about, what I think about, and now I'm committed to moving forward. I'm just committed to moving forward. Like, yep, my brain is still going to like pull me and try to take me down the past road, but I'm just going to be in charge. And I'm just going to say, nope, we're going forward. What can we do now? I have on my phone in the notes, um, it's actually an app I use. It's called Yap, Y-A-P-P. 
And you can program little sayings or quotes or affirmations, whatever you want in it. And it just randomly pops up on your phone, um, similar to a text message. And one of the questions I have pop up on my phone is what would your most empowered and powerful self do right now? That's just a wonderful question to ask to keep you moving forward productively. Okay. So that was number one, just assessing for yourself. Like, are you spending more time being committed to rehashing the past or moving forward productively? Okay. The next one is assessing for yourself. If you've been more committed to blaming your spouse for your issues or taking responsibility for the role you play. And here's what I I want to say on the taking responsibility side. I am not a coach that is wanting to shame anyone, right? Like a lot of times what I find when I'm coaching couples especially is that like both people have things, right? And I know that in some circles and depending on what your experience or relationship is in coaching, there is this rhetoric about taking 100% responsibility. And I think that that can be interpreted in a lot of different ways that isn't necessarily helpful. And so when I think about taking responsibility, it is indeed owning your stuff and recognizing like, okay, if we have this dynamic going on in our marriage, how am I feeding into that? How am I contributing to that? Um, But I also think sometimes the harder thing, and this is where like the tough love is coming in, the harder thing for people to like reckon with is if the marriage is so challenging, if their spouse is so horrible, right? Because I think we can love going down that rabbit hole of just like complaining, complaining, complaining. If that is all true, then the place to look for personal responsibility is why are you still exposing yourself to that? Like, why are you still in it? Now, I'm not at all saying divorce and leave. Like, I would definitely need to talk with you more to understand your situation, help you see things accurately. And also as a coach, I don't give that advice. That is not my place to tell people to stay or to leave. I just serve you in whatever goals you tell me are your goals. But I think sometimes when we're not taking responsibility and when we are in this like cycle of endless blaming and criticizing our spouse, We don't see that like, okay, if they're this bad, why are you still here? If that's really true about them, if it's 100% of the time how they operate, why are you still there? Right? So in this idea of distinguishing between are you more committed to blaming your spouse versus taking responsibility, I think sometimes blaming someone else becomes so familiar that the idea of taking responsibility for our choice to be in this situation is just like foreign because it's much more comfortable for our brain and our ego to stay blaming the other person. Okay. Number three to ask yourself is, are you more committed to negative stories or empowered action. 
So one of the realizations I came, and I am an action taker, so this was an easy thing for me to absorb and internalize. But one of the things that I really adopted in my experience and journey as a coach is every minute you spend thinking negatively, feeling negatively, ruminating negatively is a minute that you're not taking action to make a situation better for yourself. Now, let me be clear. I am not at all saying you need to disassociate from your feelings. I'm not at all saying that you need to dismiss and ignore any negative thoughts. My philosophy on negative thinking and negative stories is like, let's take a look at it. Like, where's this coming from? Why are we saying this, right? And to observe yourself with love and compassion and to process it and to understand your emotions. So not at all saying like, don't ever allow yourself to think a negative thought. But what I am saying is you want to assess, are you committed to the negative stories? Like, are you replaying the same narrative time and time again, no matter what the situation is? Does it always point back to this negative lens, to this negative frame? Or are you committed to, even with the negative story, even with the setback or the negative experience, are you willing to take empowered action and to focus on, okay, yeah, that all may be true, but what can I do now? And that for me, especially like very recently was so important. Like I was really going through it with like all the things I was thinking and how challenging this experience was for me. And I was like, you can sit here and complain about it. You can sit here and be upset about it. Or you can get yourself up and get to work to change it. And let me tell you, mama's been working. Okay? So there you go. Just notice, are you more committed to a negative story or taking empowered action? The fourth one is, are you more committed to comparing yourself to others, comparing your marriage to others versus trusting your unique path. I cannot tell you how many couples I have watched and put on a pedestal and been like, oh my gosh, they're a power couple. They have this, they have that. I wish we had this. I wish we were like that. And then as soon as that sentence is said and I take a breath, they're getting divorced or there's some major drama in their relationship. So I've learned very quickly that comparing my marriage, comparing myself, comparing my life, comparing anything to anyone else is just never helpful and also denies my path, right? And I had to do a lot of deep work on this because comparison was something that I really, really struggled with. And let me just be clear, like the thoughts of comparison still come. It's not that you eliminate 
the type of thinking that you don't want to have. It's just you recognize it, you notice it, you realize it's not true, you have another option, and then you just choose the other option. And even today, this came up for me. So I think I've shared before that my son is on the autism spectrum. And so we were at speech therapy and I was sitting in the lobby and another mom and son comes in and this little boy is like chatting away and he's engaging with me and he's talking with me. Like you would just never know that he had any developmental delay. He was very smart. And I don't remember exactly what he said to me, but it was something academic. It was something like, clearly I'm like, wow, you learned that in school. That's amazing that you're able to tell me that. And so I get to chatting with his mom and I'm like, wow, he's really, you know, like, really strong in his like academic skills. And she's like, yeah, he is. And he struggles in this other area, right? And he struggles in this other area that for me (laughs) as a mom would be harder to deal with, right? So my son doesn't struggle that way, right? And that is one of the, the beauties of, you know, kids on the spectrum is like, it looks different for everyone. There's no like cookie cutter definition of it. But his mom was just saying like, yes, he's very high functioning in that area. But in these other areas, he really, really struggles. And I remember walking out of there just being like, everyone's going through it in some way, shape or form. Like no one's life is better than mine. No one's child is more functioning or whatever than mine. Like, I love where my child is. I love his skills. I love his abilities. I love his path and my path with him as his parent. And so that was literally just today, (laughs) right? And so, so much of this is just when you find yourself having those comparative thoughts of just remembering that like, hey, me comparing my life to someone else is literally like me telling God he got it wrong for me. Like, God, no, return to sender. Let's issue a a refund here, right? And like, God knows best. He sees things that we don't see. And your journey and where you are even now in the journey, even if it's not exactly what you want or what you love in this moment, is still exactly right. God got it exactly right. And the sooner we can trust our own unique path, trust the path of even our partner, trust the path of our union together as a couple, the better your life will be, honestly. All right. Number five is asking yourself, are you more committed to the way things are versus the way they can be? This is probably one of my favorites. Because why wouldn't you allow yourself to spend more time daydreaming, planning, taking steps to create what's possible for you? Why wouldn't you? Right? I really want you to ask yourself that question, like, what's the harm in really sitting and thinking about things could be like this? Things could be like that. I could be experiencing this. I could be creating that. And one of the reasons that a lot of people have a hard time with this is they 
are so afraid of failure. They're so afraid of feeling disappointed. They're so afraid of not getting the thing that they have allowed themselves to want that the pain of potentially not getting it is worse than just pretending like they don't really believe it's possible or want to think about it at all, right? So just take stock for yourself. Like, are you more committed to keeping things just as they are or are you committed to seeing things the way they could be? Just think about that. And why, right? For all of these, again, you just want to ask yourself why. This is not to shame you. This is not to blame you. It is just to show you, right? It's just to show you what your options are. And of course, I'm going to strongly encourage you to take the options that produce better results in your life. Number six is, are you more committed to focusing on the problem versus the solution. Listen, in every couple that I work with, there is one person who leans towards problemville. <laughs> I have a good friend who likes to use the word problemville. I'll check in with her in the morning. She's like, oh, my brain's in problemville. So you just want to assess for yourself in your marriage if you spend more time focused on the problem versus the solution and how you'll know I'll just like tell you because I am the solutions focused person in this household you will know because if you're unsure if you're problem focused or solutions focused your problems focused <laughs> because the solutions focused people know it without a shadow of a doubt but the problem focused people, sometimes it's a blind spot. Honestly, I don't think it comes from ill intent. I think just certain people's brains go first to like, what is the problem? And other people's brains go first to what is the solution? So just notice, right? Now, if you have this awareness, now you get to choose where your commitment lies. And then the last one is, are you more committed to your current self versus your future self? And let me just tell you, your brain doesn't like to think about aspects of you or aspects of your life that feel unknown. So a lot of times it's so interesting because I love thinking about my future self. It is just like the best thing. If you gave me a whole day to just spend thinking about my future self, I would love it. But what I find is that, you know, inside um, my coaching programs, I have my clients create a future version of themselves. It's called the level 10 self. I know there's a podcast episode on it. And so I'll have them create this future self, this ideal level 10 self. And sometimes I'll ask them as they bring up challenges and issues, I'm like, what do you think your level 10 self would say? And some of them really get stuck. They're just like, I don't know. Right. And that's only because their brain is more attached to just staying right where we are. And the idea of pushing oneself to try to imagine what a more evolved and, you know, transformed version of themselves might think like it's like I don't know I don't want to think about that <laughs> I want to sit right here 
maybe a little tiny change, but nothing too big, right? Nothing too crazy. So just notice for yourself, like how much time are you spending thinking about who you want to be, what you want to be experiencing, what you want to call in and create in your relationship with your spouse. So those are they, those are the things that I want you to just start thinking about where are you more committed? What are you committed to? Here are the seven again. Number one, rehashing the past versus moving forward productively. Number two, blaming your spouse versus taking responsibility. Number three, negative stories versus empowered action. Number four, comparing yourself and your marriage to others versus trusting your unique path. Number five, the way things are versus the way they can be. Number six, problem-focused thinking versus solutions-focused thinking. And number seven, current self versus future self. All right. I hope this wasn't too bad, but it is one of those things that if you are really, really honest with yourself, you'll enter into a deeper level of self-awareness. You will be onto yourself. And hopefully by seeing, you know, where you might lean and be more committed to something that doesn't serve you, you will be incredibly willing and incredibly focused on what does serve you, what you want to experience, and what you want to have for yourself as an individual, as well as in your marriage. All right. If you would like to live more in the land of moving forward productively, taking responsibility, taking empowered action, trusting your path, sitting in the way things can be solution focus and your future self, I want to invite you to private coaching with me. We can work together on these things week by week. You will have my direct guidance, me holding your hand, walking you through all of these shifts so that you can experience more happiness, more fulfillment in your life and in your marriage. So if that is you, if you are ready for the next level of yourself, if you are ready to really feel like at the end of every single day, I showed up to win. I showed up for me. I showed up for my desires. I showed up for my goals. I showed up for my marriage. If that's how you want to feel every single night, I will help you get there. Your next step is to schedule a complimentary consultation with me. I will get to know you better. I will understand what you want and I will map out the exact plan that we will take to get you there. You can find out all the details about how to schedule that call on my website, drshavon.com, and I would love to meet you there. Until then, have a wonderful week and I'll be back with you next time. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? 
The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you've loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com, to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, we will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.